0: This is Ozarks at Large. Last night was the first ever live podcast recording for Undisciplined, the collaboration between the African and African-American Studies Program at the University of Arkansas and KUAF. Dr. Karee Banton hosted a panel of black business owners and entrepreneurs at View Gallery and Studio in downtown Rogers. The panel featured Keith Kidd, owner of KDK Chicken and Waffles, Nate Walls, owner of Secondhand Smoke Barbecue; Kenya Christian, owner of In2View Gallery and Studio, and Osas David, owner of Tropical Market. Dr. Banton began the panel discussion by asking everyone about their inspiration to start a business. We hear first from Keith Kidd.
1: And my dad started a janitorial business in 1961. I was born in 1962. And he was very, very successful as years went on. By the 80s, he had 100 and 150 people working for him. It was very successful. And I got got the taste of that, watching my mom and my dad run their janitorial business, and that's when I realized I wanted to work for myself. And I got a scholarship to play here for the University of Arkansas, Orson and I, and I played professional football, but I knew right then, in an early age, that I wanted to work for myself because I saw my mom and dad do that. And they were very successful with their janitorial business. So as time went on, and I stayed up here in Northwest Arkansas uh, since I've been up here in 1980, when I came up here, there weren't any food up here for blacks. There weren't any hair products. We had to go all the way to Little Rock to get our hair cut. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it wasn't anything up here for us to do besides go to school and play football. That was it. And when I got cut from playing with the Minnesota Vikings, I knew then I wanted to come back and started a, a, a black-owned business. And I started my janitorial business in 1988. And then in 2019, I started KDK's Chicken and Waffle.
2: Amazing. And so, yeah,
1: it's amazing. been great, though. Yeah.
2: It's <laughs> <laughs> an amazing
3: story. Mr. Waltz? So uh, it's kind of the same way um I've been cooking since I was like 6 years old. My mom had a little of uh, or what they used to call a juke joint <laughs> and uh and uh, uh cooked soul food and um it was beer and and I'd sit up on a bucket and cut potatoes and onions and whatever else she didn't want to do. <laughs> so so I was just born into it, you know, uh, raised into it in and I always said that I wouldn't cook for a living because I loved it so much. Right, right. Um, uh, but God had something else for us, and we, um, um, And I didn't want it to take forever, you know? <laughs> and, and it started by accident, but I was like, man, I'm like 40-something, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and how do you get the most uh, for your book? is to beat somebody. Mm-hmm. And so I started going to all these, all these contests, gumbo contests, chili contests, <laughs> soup contests, and I started beating people. <laughs> you know? And that's how it, it uh, got to going, but I started knocking on door to door like a salesman or a politician. They said I talk like a politician. And, and people called me names and threw me out. And... I never saw that side of Fabio until just then. But I adjusted. You know, mm-hmm. I always said that that you got to be in the framework that this is not everybody. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, we started building and it took everybody to do that. It wasn't just one color that helped me out. But, but I did learn something through that whole process and I kept hearing that you didn't uh, you didn't ask the right questions, and that's uh, held us a hostage for a long time is you didn't ask the right questions so mm-hmm. I think that's that's if we learn anything tonight we need to learn how how a new business uh, model a new entrepreneur would say what are the right questions to ask
2: amazing yeah. amazing so. it's <laughs> I don't know how I follow these <laughs> 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 gentlemen. Um, I think I got my spirit from my parents, who were um, just a young black couple, newly married, living in inner city Kansas City. And they determined when they when my mom got pregnant with me that they were going to um, forge something better, you know, break whatever cycle they may have felt like they were in, and they moved into a suburb in, called Independence. Of Kansas City and this I think is in the mid-70s first black family on in the neighborhood and half the neighborhood moves away and one thing that they instilled in us is that same spirit to be the first and despite whatever obstacles or adversity you may face you you do that Put your all into it. And so that's what they put into me and my sister, that spirit to to n- never have any no in you. Mm-hmm. Don't ever give up. Don't let anybody tell you what you can't do. And do what you want to do. Do what makes you feel complete. And so that's what I did. And that's the spirit I've always had. Yes, we've had to work half as hard or ha- twice as hard to mm-hmm. get half of mm-hmm. the respect that other people had. Sure. But you know what? That's I was instilled... In me that Was just a fact mm-hmm. Right We, we don't it's have an process. option mm-hmm. You know We don't have an option We have to do that And so exactly. I always Was looking to, for ways To excel And to do those things That I felt like In my heart I wanted to do And so Here I am 46 years later In Arkansas Didn't see myself here But 22 years now I thought Well I'm here I'm going to make The best of it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's What I'm doing I'm following My creative passions not only in the art realm, but also in the wine realm, there's not enough representation in that industry. That's always been an industry that's been put out of for black people that you can't have. We don't own the land to do it. We don't have the capital to do it to produce and to, to break into such a um, what's a wealthy industry. And we're doing that now, and we're mm-hmm. being recognized for that now. So, as an artist, as someone who is a wine steward, this is something that no one. I think about my parents. Don't tell no, Don't let nobody tell you what you can't do. You go do it, and you may have to work twice as hard. But that's what you. That's what we put in you. That's in your DNA to do that. Mm-hmm. And so here, here I am. <laughs>
4: Mr. David. Yes, uh, my name is Osis David. Thank you, and what a wonderful opportunity and to the panelists. Um, for me, um, it's really. I share a similar passion and inspiration from my parents. I'm originally from Nigeria, West Africa, and my mom was a trader, and I moved to the United States in 1986, and um, I went to school, mechanical engineering, and then ended up getting uh, some degree in information technology. So Walmart recruited me here in 2002, And when I came here, you know, I didn't see people, much people that looked like me. Black people (laughs) in Bentonville, Arkansas. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was hard. I remember one experience when I came for the interview, I said, um, I want to, I, I Googled the restaurant around here. I saw, I believe it was Rand 's restaurant, All You Can Eat. I said, yeah. surely you find black people in that. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you can eat restaurants. So I rushed down there and I looked around. There was not a single black face. Mm. I was frightened. I said, yeah. well, ha, I mean, what decision am I able to, am I about to make? Is this place frightened of uh, black people? I went to the mall. I looked around for maybe about oh thirty minutes before I found movie. the first black person. I ran. It was probably me. I was me. with my <laughs> wife, <laughs> and she. I met this gentleman, and, and I asked him. I said, "I've been looking for black people in <laughs> West Stocking, so you are the first. He laughed and laughed and said that uh, Northwest West so is a great place. That he's been here for a while, and the community are so welcoming that I have nothing to be afraid of. So he calmed my fear, and I jumped in, you know, to work for, I accepted the job to work for a woman. But when I came, again, you know, finding ethnic food in the area was uh, a dream Uh (laughs) (laughs) far-fetched. So we have to drive to Dallas or Kansas City to find ethnic food. But, you know, my wife and I, instead of complaining, we decided to do something about it. You know, just uh, the entrepreneurial spirit reaching back, you know, to my mom. She was a trader, a petty trader from back home. And we reached out to that inspiration. So we founded the tropical market here in Rogers on Walnut Street, next to Papa John's Pizza. And we decided to do something about it so that people from uh, the Caribbean or or Africa or other ethnic minority descent can come and find a place, a grocery store where they can get a taste of back home. So yeah. it's so inspiring to meet people having to find things from jollof rice, you know. Oh, we won't get into the fight on that ethnic food in the town. And uh, so it's really been a joy. I'm really pleased to hear, to be here today to share more of my story. So that's, uh, that was my inspiration. Thank you. Yeah.
0: We just heard from Osis David, owner of Tropical Market, Kenya Christian, owner of Into View Gallery and Studio, Nate Walls, who is the owner of Secondhand Smoke Barbecue, and Keith Kidd of KDK Chicken and Waffles. You can join us at our next live recording. It takes place next Tuesday, February fifteenth, at the historic St. James Missionary Baptist Church in Fayetteville. You can find more details about that event on our website. KUAF.com. And if you missed out on yesterday's event, don't worry, because you'll still be able to hear the full panel next week in your podcast feed. So make sure to subscribe to Undisciplined to hear this and more.